Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is La Alva, and I am an extreme extrovert. So, currently, I've accepted that I am using a coping mechanism called dissociation. And um, I've been overusing this uh, coping mechanism, unfortunately, in my life. Um, but for those who don't really know what dissociation is, when you're, a di- when you're an addict, some of us like to use drugs and alcohol to dissociate. And I dissociate because growing up it was really stressful. And in order to survive it, to survive it, um and get through the day, I would dissociate and daydream other things. I know that I've done this all my life because my mom has told me when I was younger, she was like, don't, don't daydream things like all day. I knew I always did this. I was always like fascinated in being in your imagination rather than in your body. I don't know. Um, and I would create like my imagination kind of around my reality. And I realized when I drink, it gets me to a spot where I am vulnerable enough to dissociate. Um, because when you're drinking, people are like, oh, she's drunk. And the reason I'm getting drunk is because the thoughts that have been playing over in my head, the euphoric feelings of you know, make-believe laughter in a certain scenario. Sometimes I even think of bad, like, feelings too. Like, it depends on whatever one I'm really feeling that day, I guess. And it's like my feelings and my ideas are not present in the bar anymore. Now it is a different scenario, like um, on a ship with fishermen and they're talking about their old fisherman tales to their friends and it's interesting because you're still there but then you know the bartender will come along and ask you if you want another drink and I'll be like oh yeah sure you know I'll have another drink because I want to sit there and still like be in those moments and be in those feelings and being those thoughts um you know make believe laughters and heart-wrenching heartbreak you know um feelings of success, wealth, um, it all kind of fills, you know, the gray parts, I feel like, in in my brain. <laughs> like, I feel like because I've felt depression most of my life, um, sitting in the bar to indulge in my feelings is, like, really... It's emotionally and, like, mentally, like, comforting... Um, I like to imagine the feelings of like falling in love and sweet smells or events, words that lead up to someone like finding true love. And I speculate like, oh, how would that feel? Um, it's kind of weird. It's like kind of sometimes you are dreaming, but no, you're not dreaming because you know it's not a dream. You you can tell the difference between dissociation and living life. You know, you it's 100% controllable. You can turn it on and off, you know, whenever you want to. Um, but because I have an adjustment disorder, I get very stressed <laughs> very easily. 
and um, I will cry all day and run to the bathroom to dissociate and play out these scenarios and these emotions and these events and what I would honestly would have said no matter how mean or you know rude it would have been or you know my own bias I have to get like the feelings out and I have to get like myself to regulate myself and like the mood swings are really common for me um and because dissociation is so comforting like it's comforting until you cannot explain why your mood doesn't match your environment, you know? Like, sometimes I'll be in a really happy environment and then I'll just feel a need of crying and, like, having a feeling of sadness. And sometimes I like the feeling of sadness. Like, if I'm really, I guess, craving that feeling, I'll sometimes, like, think of something really sad, like, even horrendous that no one would ever think about. And so I can feel the emotion. And, like, feeling the emotion kind of is good because, you know, it's it's so counterproductive because I feel like you're dissociating to get away from your body, but at the same time you dissociate to feel other really intense feelings too. So, I don't know, it's really complicated. Um, and so, another uh, fun fact. I love to dance, but because I'm shy... Um, you know, I'd often grab a drink to mask the fact that I'm shy, but I also want to dance. Um, and I also really like to hear music. I like to hear, like, every element of it. And I like... The thing I like about music is it goes through your body. And your body is, like, moving to the music, and it feels so good. It's the one in-body experience that feels great all the time. Um, and dancing is almost, I don't know, it's almost a trigger because when you dance, you're like, now I just want to feel like, I just want to hear the words, what they're playing out. Now I really want to like, see like what I can think of in this and feel because of the song. So like for example, if the song is about like someone um having a great time at a party and obviously you're dancing even if it, you're at the club, you're going to still think like, "Oh, it's like you're feeling like it's your birthday party." Like your feelings are feeling like the song and like what they're saying. And it like feels so great. Um but because I'm shy to be that vulnerable, I mask that with drinking. Because I'm like, I don't want people to think I'm just like spazzing out, I guess. Like, it's not that you would be spazzing out, it would just be like you would not be paying attention. It'd be like you were drunk anyway. It's just so hard to explain. Um, but, you know, it's weird because alcohol also can put your body at a very, like, relaxed state. And what's so weird is, like, other drugs I've never been able to associate with. But alcohol, I can. So, like, for example, like, with alcohol, like, I'll be laying down in my bed and my body will feel numb. And I'll be like, finally, my body is numb 
kind of like not numb but like relaxed where it's like now my brain is free to do whatever it wants like now my imagination is truly free because my body is numb which is the equivalent of dissociating because when you dissociate you're like when you're living in that situation you're like well you're not living in it but when you choose to experience it like say you're really stressed and you're like oh god I can't stand this so you're like you know what I'm gonna just choose to feel this experience just so I can like cope through what's actually happening and it's weird it's just so weird because it's you're not physically there but the emotions of your imagination are so attached to what you're thinking in your brain like I don't know why this wouldn't be common sense but for me it just feels so much so intensely (laughs) and sometimes it is like I don't know it kind of dysregulates my body because my body is like why are you so emotional and then oh god I don't know it's just I can't even explain it anyway these these you know these thoughts um I'll come back to them. I'm a very sensitive person, okay? So I'm sensitive to loud noises. Loud noises irritate me. And when someone raises their voice, I literally have to hold back tears because the feeling of someone being mad at me, like, physically hurts. Like, I get my feelings hurt, my body hurts, and I feel like I'm going to die. Like, I know I'm, like, it sounds like an over-exaggeration, but, like, in my chest, I feel like I can't breathe. I'm a very sensitive person. Like, if you hurt my feelings, I get, like, my feelings hurt real bad like for some reason it physically hurts me and when someone disapproves of what I believe and I love them and care for them and it puts a cha- like a pain in my chest to hear that they do not like something about me like if somebody is like just the mildest like upset with me I'm like oh my god this is horrible like I feel like they like I'm doing something wrong and it gives them one more reason like not to trust me and one more reason not to love me and one more reason to like whatever it is and it just credits my belief of undeserving of love which is I know warped because everyone deserves love that's something I believe and that's what is so ironic because I believe that everyone deserves love, but when I look at myself in the mirror, it's hard to love myself the same. And I get so depressed. You know, the emotions of hurt and betrayal, disapprovement, it pains me and I cry because I feel like I did something wrong and I can't fix it, but I don't want to fix it because that would be too in- like in- intrusive or it'd be too hard or it be you know too much time and my emotions go on and on until they spiral into like a wild heap of either just drinking in bed so I can leave my body numb and mentally escape the depths of scenarios that would be able to regulate me like I just think of these scenarios that would be able to like regulate my emotions like if I feel alone I'll oftentimes like lay in bed but then put myself 
like in a dissociation like a like a dreamlike state where my body is like experiencing like snuggling with a friend and it's like people are like why don't you do this in real life like why don't you just like you know <laughs> do this in real life and i'm like well believe it or not um some of the scenarios that i think of i don't want in real life like i said before like sometimes you like feeling certain other emotions but i like the good emotions obviously you'd want to feel you know but like asking someone to like help me like like oh, that's too much that's too vulnerable <laughs> For me, like, I don't know, I don't feel like I'm an egoistic person, but, like, I just don't want to be a burden on anyone, and it just really makes me so, like, worried. I've, all, all my life, I've been, like, a warrior. My mom used to call me a worrywart. <laughs> I was a worrywart because... I literally worry about everything, and it is so true. I worry about everything. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sensitive to this, and I think about this all the time. But it just, like, hurts me. And I get, like, whew, so many mood sw swings. <sighs> so many emotions. Stuff like that. <laughs> and... I don't know. I... I don't know why I'm a sensitive person, but I am. Um, and that's why I don't feel like... Well, okay. That's why I don't really identify. I do identify, but it's hard to explain. I don't fully feel 100% like an alcoholic. Like, when I go to AA and, like, these meetings, I'm like, alcohol, yes, that is part of it, because... I am an addict. Like, for sure I'm an addict. Like, I know that for sure. But like most addicts, like, one addiction leads to another one or is masked by another. And dissociation is my true addiction. That's what I really believe it to be. Um, the only thing that's different about an addiction with dissociation is you. it's totally controllable. But because of my emotional dysregulation I sometimes don't make the best decisions because I feel my emotions so intensely and it's just hard to think of other things because <laughs> I'm a very sensitive person <sighs> so I know it's totally controllable but it's an addiction still. And I also know I do it a lot more than most people do. So that's the only reason why I still consider myself an addict. Masked by alcohol. Which is, you know, an addiction also. But my main addiction is dissociation. And thanks for listening to me. 
do something nice for yourself. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me, honestly. I really am appreciative. I really needed to get that off my chest. Um, but please do something nice for yourself. And know that you deserve love. And know that be mindful. Be present. That's something my ass needs to work on. Be present. Um, you know, mindfulness. Everyone's always telling you about mindfulness, you know. Like, be mindful of others. Being mindful of yourself. Being mindful of your well-being. That's so true. And safest, safest, safest of travels.